Hey everybody, thanks for joining me. Uh, today I got an email from a listener with a question. And oh, by the way, did you know that you can go to roguretirementlounge.com and there's a little email interface and you can email me or or you can email me at matt at roguretirementlounge.com. Um, so if you do have any questions, you're welcome to. But this one came in from a dude named AJ. So it said this, uh, quick question. I am self-employed and started my own business after being in a partnership for six years, uh, seven months of 2021, I got to $302,000, so I decided that it is time to talk to a financial advisor. I want to contribute to a SEP IRA, but he is saying that instead he recommends a individual joint account with my wife, which would also be invested in the same SSS Amer in American Funds Active Core. Both will get the same amount of return the difference is tax deferred versus not, and one I can pull my money out of any time versus the other not until 59 and a half. What are your recommendations? Do you think the SEP is still the right way to go? My main goal is retirement. Okay, so that was kind of a word salad, and, um, and there's no way that that's nearly enough information for me to give an answer, but... I got to tell you that if he's telling you not to put your money into an IRA, that uh, raises some red flags for me. Um, and also, if you were only working for seven months of 2021 and you made 302 grand, that's uh, that sounds pretty kick-ass. So congratulations. So again, not enough information here. You know, I don't know what your taxable income is going to end up being. And also, I mean, did you talk to your accountant? I mean, because your financial advisor. It, it just, this sounds really suspect and I already don't like your guy. And the thing is, do you really need the liquidity of a non-IRA account? Now, for me personally, I like having the majority of my net worth behind that firewall of the IRA because I can't get to it unless I wanted to pay, uh, you know, a penalty. And, you know, and again, I don't know how old you are. I don't know how old you're going to be when you retire, but Let's just do a little thought experiment so I can try to answer your question. Let's assume that out of that $302,000 that you made and after your expenses and deductions that your tax or that your taxable income is 200 grand. And you you mentioned your wife, so I'm going to assume that you're going to file as married filing jointly. Um and let's pretend that uh, that 200 grand is for both of you. Again, I don't have enough info. I'm just filling in the blanks here. So if you look at the tax tables for 2021, up to $178,151 of income based on those tax brackets, you're going to owe $30,427. Then you're going to be in the 24% tax bracket for the remaining income over 178 grand. So that's 21,849 and 24% of that is $5,243.76. So your total tax bill is going to land at around 35,670. And again, I'm not an accountant. I'm just just looking up the tax tables and filling in the blanks. So this could all be bullshit. But since you just started your business last year, uh, I'm guessing you haven't been paying your quarterlies. So you're going to be writing a check for the that full amount to the IRS come tax time for $35,670. Uh, and also, depending on the state you're in, you know, I don't know where you live, but you could be on the hook for another 10 grand or more for state income tax. Again, not enough information. So anyway, if you follow your financial advisor's advice and just open up a brokerage account, 
that's where the story ends. You'll write a big fat check to the IRS, put however you might, however much you want into that joint account with your wife, and then you buy that American Funds Mutual Fund core thing that you mentioned. But if you contribute to your SEP, you can lower your net income and hence lower your tax liability. So just for the sake of this little thought experiment, let's say that you were to contribute 50 grand into your SEP IRA for 2021. Now, again, I'm not an accountant and I can't tell you exactly how the contributions are gonna, the limits are gonna work for your situation with your wife and all that. But here's a quick blurb from Vanguard. It says, if you're self-employed, your contributions are normally are generally limited to 20% of your net income. Net compensation for self-employed individuals is generally the net profit from the IRS Schedule C reduced by the deductible self-employment tax. The eligible compensation limit indexed for inflation by the IRS is $290,000 for 2021. Okay, so let's pretend that your net compensation after your expenses, but before your other deductions was 250 grand. Well, 20% of that would be 50 grand. So I'm gonna pretend that this is a kosher contribution in the eyes of the IRS. So effectively by putting 50 grand into the SEP, instead of just opening a joint brokerage account, that's gonna lower your AGI and your taxable income. So remember, if you hadn't made that SEP contribution, you'd be on the hook to the IRS for 35,670 bucks. But now, since you instead you put your 50 grand into the uh, SEP, your taxable income is knocked down dollar for dollar down to 150 grand. So married filing jointly for your earnings over $83,550, you're going to owe $9,615. And then you're going to be at the 22% tax bracket for the amount earned over 83.5. So that's a total of 66,450 times 22% is $14,619. So that plus the $9,615, you're looking at $24,234 that you owe, and that's over $10,000 less than the 35 grand you would have owed had you not made the IRA contribution. So again, I don't have a full picture here, but listening to your financial advisor based on my little illustration here would be at least a $10,000 mistake. Do financial advisors carry malpractice insurance? No, they don't. So, so that's just part one. Now, part two is why are you in these American funds? I did a quick search and I don't know what the SSS meant in your question. So there's, again, not enough information. I did a quick search. Um, and though these American funds are kind of, they position themselves as low fee, they're not. Um, so again, not enough information because there's a whole family of different funds, but it's highly likely that you could do better with a passively managed index fund and pay lower expenses at the same time. That said, if your financial advisor is getting a commission on these funds, well, Yet another reason I can't stand financial advisors. Um, if you're just in these funds because you like them, I'd recommend at least doing some research into your alternatives that you have out there. And there's thousands of them. Also, um, read the Tony Robbins book called Money Master the Game. 
now skim the book because it's giant and long and there's a bunch of bullshit in there. But somewhere in the book, there's a great chapter on expense ratios and it's extremely eye-opening. A 1% expense ratio over the course of 20 years makes a surprisingly big difference over like if you were going to be in like a 0.2 Vanguard or something like that. Anyway, get that book, Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. Read it. Read that chapter on expense ratios and then look at the American funds expenses and um, you might realize that you're, you're, you're losing more money than you think. Part two of why I think your financial advisor is a turd, you need to look at every financial decision that you make through the lens of how it affects your taxes, okay? And again, Chances are your financial advisor is not a CPA, and that's why you need a great CPA, especially as a self-employed person. Okay, part two. When the time comes for you to retire and start taking distributions, do you think taxes are going to be lower than they are now or higher? Well, I've said it before, don't gamble on lower taxes in the future. And then next up, what if five years down the line, you kind of start making these realizations about future taxes and you've just been putting money into a brokerage account per the advice of your guy. And then you think, well, maybe it's time to start converting my money to a Roth, you know, to decrease your tax burden. Well, you would be fucked because at least to my knowledge, and again, not financial advice, see an accountant, the backdoor Roth conversions have to come from some kind of an IRA, not an individual or joint brokerage account. Okay. So, I may be missing something here. I'm definitely missing a lot of details, but on the surface, this sounds like incredibly bad advice. And remember, the Roth IRA is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful vehicle that can save you a lot of money in taxes when you retire. So AJ, feel free to write me back and fill in some more details. And if I sound like a complete dick, I'm sorry because my assholiness is not directed at you. I love you, AJ, wherever you are. My vitriol is, is definitely directed at your advisor. So anyway, love you, AJ, but it's very possible that you're getting disastrously bad advice. And oh, and one, you know, one, one more thing. If you don't have employees besides your wife, you should consider at least looking into the solo 401k. Um, check out my interview with Jordan Shepard about the checkbook solo 401k. Uh, I think it was episode 19, uh, something like that. And this vehicle just gives you a ton more flexibility and investment options that you would not have inside of a SEP. So that's it for today. Um, uh, for anyone, if you have questions, feel free to give me an email at uh, matt at rogueretirementlounge.com. Also, if you haven't signed up for that BlockFi credit card yet, you are missing out. Again, go to rogueretirementlounge.com slash crypto. And you're going to get free crypto when you sign up for BlockFi. And then if you get the BlockFi credit card, you're going to get cash back in the form of Bitcoin every month. And this is a no fee card. And I think they give you a percent and a half back in Bitcoin every month. And, you know, I've been looking at my my, my Marriott points and my Alaska miles, and I've got a shit ton of both, a lot, the majority of which I've earned from those credit cards. But I got to tell you, the Bitcoin that I'm getting back with my BlockFi credit card is going to be worth way more in the long run than these miles and hotel points. 
Another thing, the BlockFi credit card is a good little conversation starter. Uh, like uh, down the hill, the lady at the uh, liquor store is a Bitcoiner and she's like, oh, hey, you're the Bitcoin guy. You know, and we chat about Bitcoin and inflation and the Fed and it's all good. Anyway, sign up for the BlockFi account. Go to RogueRetirementLounge.com slash crypto and get that BlockFi rewards credit card. Okay, have a great weekend and I will talk back at you next week. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com.